This podcast is brought to you by Sales Fuel Hire, a platform to help companies hire smarter and flag 13 toxic employee types. Measure job fit, sales tendencies and motivators, decision-making abilities and empathy levels, and make your next hire your best hire. Try it now on salesfuel.com slash hire and use promo code MANAGESMARTER for $50 off your first purchase. Welcome to the Manage Smarter Podcast with hosts C. Lee Smith and Audrey Strong. We're glad you're here for discussions on new ways to manage smarter, hire, develop and retain talent, improve results and propel team performance to new heights. This is the Manage Smarter Podcast. It's the Manage Smarter Podcast, everyone. Welcome back. We're so glad that you're here today. I'm Audrey Strong. I'm the Vice President of Communications here at SalesFuel. And I'm Celie Smith. I am the President and CEO of SalesFuel. And today, Audrey, we're going to talk about FANG, F-A-N-G, which stands for Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, and Google. And one of the biggest teeth in the FANG is not Google, it's not Facebook, it's actually Amazon. That's right. And Timothy Seward is joining us today. He's our special guest. He's the author of The Ultimate Guide to Amazon Advertising and the founder of ROI Revolution. What a great name for a digital marketing agency. Hi, Timothy. Thanks for coming to the microphone. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. So uh, you say ignore the digital world at your peril if you're a manager and a leader. (laughs) That's probably one of the top things that you have to say. Can we talk a little bit about marketing trends in the digital space for 2020? Sure, for sure. Um, so, um, so it's definitely the growth that um, that we're seeing with Amazon. So I saw it in 2005, 2006, 2007 with a hockey stick of growth that was Google. Saw it again in 2010, 2011, 2012, 13 with a hockey stick of growth that we saw with Facebook advertising. And as of 2017, I started seeing it again uh, for the third time and this time with Amazon. And the reason that we saw this incredible hockey stick of growth, and, and from an ad standpoint, Amazon grew 134% in 2018 over 2017, is that today 54% of consumers start their online product searches on Amazon, not on Google, not on Yahoo, not on Bing. So that's they're literally using Amazon as a search engine for products here in the United States, and that's a big part of that growth. What about internationally? Sure. Um, great question. Um, so Amazon, you know, continues to roll out their international strategy and, and, and presence. And uh, I don't have the stats uh, like I do for the United States, um, but uh, I'm, I'm positive that, uh, that they're showing a, a crazy amount of growth overseas as well because they just had a fantastic year last year. Over, yeah, overall, they, man, they've got a little bit of struggles with Alibaba, Alibaba over, over overseas. So it's like it, it, it's a little bit different. Whereas pretty much they they run the roost here in, in the states, for sure. So you say that Amazon, which I don't think a lot of people are really have their fingers into the way you do, Timothy, um, has multiple ad formats and product page optimizations. You have some tips for our listeners on um, how to leverage those and set those up. Yeah, I think first of all, the, the number one tip is it's more conceptual. And that is that because a lot of people, like when they think of Amazon, they would think, oh, well, people are going to Amazon, they're typing in, you know, a specific brand, and they're looking for that branded products. But according to the New York Times, and this is an article that came out July of 2018, and, I, and I've heard this elsewhere, uh, but it was in the New York Times, and that is that 70% of searches on Amazon are generic, they're not specific, meaning by brand, 
meaning that 70% of consumers go to Amazon.com, at least in the United States, searching for lip gloss, not Maybelline lip gloss, and they search for paper towels, not bounty paper towels. They search for laundry pods, not tied laundry pods. So if it's true that 70% of all searches on Amazon are generic, meaning by category, not specific, then the big opportunity for for brands is to be able to win a, a new, uh, hopefully loyal client uh, to their brand, uh, essentially a brand ambassador to their brand um, so that um, they continue to buy and reorder just like we buy when we go to the grocery store, Heinz ketchup, or we buy a specific brand of cereal over and over and over again. So it's to win new customers and, and that's, the, that's the main uh, opportunity that I see on Amazon uh, from a um, from an acquisition and a growth standpoint. You know, I think it's a great opportunity because there's so many people these days that are manufacturing food products like never before, whether it be craft beers or whether it be cosmetics or anything, paper products, anything like that. And that really gives them an opportunity if they're not searching for a specific brand, but they're just searching for, uh, you know, whether it be fat-free, whatever, or, gluten-free, something else or whatever that, you know, that they can actually show up if they have the right strategy. So what would be your advice to those types of people as far as uh, utilizing Amazon and leveraging that to their, to their best potential? Yeah, for sure. So, um, so essentially, there are two major categories of of um, of traffic uh, that uh, sources on Amazon. So, two major categories. So, one is what's called the the Amazon what what I call the Amazon uh, sponsored sponsored ads. So. Um, so these, again, are their advertisements on Amazon in the same way that you can take ad advertisements um, from Google. You know, you can purchase those. You can buy ad advertising on Facebook. So the sponsored ad category are, are, um, are ad um, ad uh, products that uh, that a brand owner can can use on Amazon can leverage on Amazon uh, to promote their products so sponsored product ads sponsored brand ads and sponsored display ads so without going into the nitty-gritty details of what makes each one different just think of it as essentially Amazon's version of the, the Google AdWords advertising tool or the Google um, Ad, uh, Google Ads uh, tool where uh, with a self-service online platform, you can literally uh, purchase advertising that shows up when someone searches for LCD flat screen TVs or searches for um, uh, home, home office furniture or searches for AAA batteries. Uh, your ads can show up on the, on the top results on those pages in the same way they show up in the top results on the pages with Google. So, that, so that's one section. And then the second section is because, you know, I can see that some listeners would say, hey, that's great for people that sell products on Amazon, but what if I have something that is not a product that you would ever find on Amazon? For instance, what if I sell insurance or what if I sell banking, um, banking things or what if, um, what if I'm trying to promote education. Yeah, so there's a, there's a newer offering on Amazon that uh, came out. It was actually launched uh, somewhere around September 2018. We got invited to Seattle. There was maybe only 200 people in the room when they, when they launched this. And it's essentially Amazon's display advertising platform. They call it Amazon DSP. DSP stands for Demand Side Platform. And it's the way that, that companies like Geico or USAA that sell insurance, they can actually place ads on the Amazon site 
And then when that ad is clicked, it's taken to the Geico site or the USAA site or the University of Tampa site, whoever's advertising, as long as it's not a product that's available on Amazon. So the bottom line is in order to leverage Amazon's high income audience and, 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 and this audience of buyers that are literally have their credit card on file, they're buying products every week, the average Amazon Prime member purchases, I think it's somewhere in the neighborhood of of uh, between, um, I, I think it's actually as much as once a week. Uh, so that's a prime member. Non-prime members obviously don't purchase that often. But to take advantage of that, you can do it with, again, this Amazon uh, demand side platform, this display platform, even if you don't sell products on Amazon. I'm interested to know how much, it would never occur to me to like go buy SaaS software or all state insurance or whatever through Amazon. How much traffic is that actually getting for B2B type setups? Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, so B2B, it's definitely in, in the uh, minority. Uh, so you think about uh, the, uh, the number of, you know, consumers there are in the United States, it's over 300 million number of businesses, dependent upon who you look to it's somewhere around 10 million so so for any b2b offer anywhere and this is you know google this is amazon this is facebook anywhere there's there's going to be like essentially one one thirtieth of the market in terms of if you count a business as a single entity now obviously if it's a fortune 500 company there's thousands of people that work at that company so potentially you know the market is potentially bigger but um but if you um, if you think about it, maybe more so for non-product offerings like insurance. Uh, it could even be for theme park tickets, for instance, if your uh, company owns a theme park or or whatever. But basically, it's a, a non-product offering. You would you would use that other advertising section called uh, of of the Amazon advertising platform called Amazon DSP. Uh, the caveat on that is is that in order to use DSP, it's something that you you would either buy directly from Amazon and there's a certain budget um, a minimum floor that's that's in the five digits, or you'd work with an agency that has a license to that uh, platform. And of course, our agency has a, has a license to that platform, and so uh, we give we give brands uh, access to that. But again, just two, two different ways of big macro picture ways of being able to promote your products or, or services. And I would say more so B2C than B2B. To be so, Timothy, this, this is the Manage Smarter podcast. I'm going to throw you a little curveball here because this is an idea that just popped in my head. And so I'm going to put myself out there and, and we'll, we'll see where this goes. So uh, one of the big, most important things that a manager has to do is to uh, hire people to be able to, to form a high-performing team. So is it possible by, by, by leveraging Amazon's initial mission as an online bookseller that you, know, that, that you could have ads in for job positions that you have opening up if you see that somebody is curious enough to actually want to buy a book that is either fits your culture or is about your particular industry or something like that and, and throw up a job posting ad? Is that something that could be used? Sure. I, I've actually never seen anyone do that, and I haven't heard of it. But um, what Let's we do it. see leverage, <laughs> what we do see leverage a lot is uh, is LinkedIn. Honestly, our our company actually uses LinkedIn to find people who are smart and get things done. To, to your point about them, the, LinkedIn the is definitely a better smarter. place. Yeah, it's a better choice yeah, for sure. But it's so. like Amazon is like I've never seen it done on Amazon before either. But I'm just thinking, yeah, you know what people, you know these people are. Uh, 
you know, they have uh, they they invest in themselves because it's like they're reading books to try to, to get better at their craft. If you know exactly which books to actually pick, eh, I don't know. We may we may we may be onto something, or we may not. We'll see. Could be, could be. I mean, you know, you drive down the street in San Francisco, especially, or Los Angeles, or even, you know, New York, and, and it's common to see uh, ads, you know, essentially billboards that are advertising open positions at some of these big tech companies. So it, it wouldn't, that, I don't think that would be too far of a stretch. Interesting. So did you want to talk about uh, what, Lee, your FANG acronym, the, you know, the Netflix and uh, some of the other... Um, Digital so, avenues. Yeah. So, so in, sure. in, in your yeah in your work, it's like, I mean, what do you see that's that's trending, and what do you see that's happening then with Facebook and Google these days? Sure. Well, um, okay. So again, uh, I'll I'll step back just a little bit so that there's proper perspective. So again, we saw this hockey stick of growth with Google. Saw it again with Facebook. Saw it again with Amazon. But to put it in perspective for our, for our uh, audience, uh, for every dollar that's spent on Amazon advertising, three dollars are spent using with using Facebook advertising and five dollars are spent with Google advertising so I'm not here to say that Amazon is like taking over the world all at once when it comes to digital marketing um, and but of course we are seeing a lot of growth there so while people used to talk about the duopoly of, of Facebook and Google now they're starting to talk about well actually maybe it's a triopoly with Facebook Google and Amazon but um, stepping back just a, a little bit uh, further, there are four, and just read this recently, uh, and of course this kind of comes in and out as the stock market goes up and down, but there are four uh, trillion dollar companies in the United States. Microsoft is one of them, Google is another one, Amazon is another one, they just popped up recently due to their, their share price um, breaking above, um, I think it's above like $2,000 a share or something like that. And then uh, last one was uh, Apple. So those are the four trillion dollar companies. If you think about it, three, of those four uh, trillion dollar companies are, are in the digital ad space, A. B, according to Forrester, for the first time ever in human history, in 2020, digital advertising will be 50% of all advertising worldwide. That's never happened before. And, and according to Forrester, it just happens this year in 2020. They're also, Forrester's also predicting by 2023 that our digital advertising will be 57% of all advertising. So the cool thing about digital advertising is it's very accountable, it's very trackable, it's very measurable, things that you can track and measure, you can improve. And so it kind of answers this age-old problem of marketing, which is I know that half of my advertising is waste. I just don't know what half it is. But the, the, the trend is is that um, there will be a, a greater, greater, greater share of digital. And if you think macro-wise, billboards, as you drive down the street, more and more of those billboards are becoming digital. Television, 70% of all U.S. consumers have access to a set-top box, which allows advertisers to place a literally a different 30-second commercial at 8 o'clock at night on a Wednesday night during a season premiere that you would see while your neighbor watches the exact same season premiere at 8 o'clock on a Wednesday night and they see a different ad targeted to their household and, and then the neighbor on the left is all possible. So that's already possible right now. It's already happening with 70% with, um, of the TVs in, in America are connected in a way that allows advertising to be highly targeted at the individual household level. So I, I think the broader thesis here is that uh, not only is digital bigger, but everything, not everything, but a lot of other things are becoming digital as well. And that's because 
for people that want to manage their business smarter, you have more, more accountability to your advertising so you can scale better. And it's okay to spend more money per, uh, per capita, per, per, uh, per person, if you will, because you're targeting them. So it's like, you, really, you're not buying eyeballs or impressions or anything like that. You're wanting to buy future potential customers. So if it costs you a little bit more per customer you know, to be able to get that, it's well worth it, don't you think? Absolutely. I, this quick example, um, just um, upgraded my kitchen countertop. Um, I have an island at home. It's about three foot by uh, three foot with, with a black black granite. I used to have Corian. I've had the house for about 16 years and just wanted to kind of give it a little pop there. And so for those of you that have black granite at home, you know that it's really hard to keep playing. It's oh, yeah. streaks. It's really, so like anyone else, I got on my phone, went to Amazon, typed in something like, you know, granite cleaner. I had no brand allegiance to anyone whatsoever because I've never had that problem before, you know, and, and of course new consumers are being born every, every moment, but new consumers are also kind of upgrading their experiences at every moment. So found a brand made out of a, a, a company in Chicago called Wyman, never heard of them before. It was Amazon's choice, Amazon recommended, had it in two days, loved it, it's phenomenal. It just kept that thing, like it made it just super squeaky clean. It, it kind of like shined it a little bit too. And then 30 days later, I'm in Publix grocery store, just shopping, picking up the normal stuff. And I see this whole section of Wyman brand kitchen cleaning products. So because of the whole Amazon digital advertising that was that was in place and, and, and then and then buying the product on Amazon. Now when I'm at the grocery store, I'm like, okay, I'm grabbing I'm throwing it in the cart there because it's easy, I'm already there. And so Wyman through through advertising, acquiring that customer on Amazon, it now has a customer for life because they they had a product that was truly delightful. Mm-hmm. And so a customer acquired in one channel doesn't mean that their the customer is only going to come through that, that one channel again. If you're a multi-channel brand, then you, you, you acquire a customer and then you have the opportunity to delight them for, for life. And the N in the fang is Netflix, which I always thought was curious because Netflix right now does not sell ads, although ser- services like Hulu certainly does. Um, a lot of experts think that you know, with all the new streaming services that are coming on board, that Netflix might actually change their stance and decide to show ads. They feel like they're you know, leaving over a billion dollars on the table you know, by, by not selling ads. You think that that's something we might see in the future? Definitely. So, so within the connected TV realm, of course, Hulu is the big leader, but you also have Roku and you have this, this group owned by actually Walmart called, called Voodoo. So I've been a Voodoo subscriber actually at home for about four or five years, just within the last 18 months. And I hadn't seen this before ever, but in the last 18 months, Voodoo started rolling out free movies that, that right in the tagline at the bottom, at, at the bottom of, of, of the image that they show in, in the menu is it says, you know, ad supported or with ads. So in other words, you can get a movie, you can pay, you know, $3.99 to rent it for you and your family to watch for the night. And it certainly would be ad free, or you can click on this other version, which comes with ads. So I, I, I obviously saw that with Vudu and I don't think it's a stretch that, uh, that Netflix would consider it, but obviously that's, that's their, um, that's their vision and their choice. So on your, your, your box, it would be click here to buy this product on, on net, on, uh, at Walmart. <laughs> 
and they'd have it, they'd deliver it to you while the movie was still going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's all kinds of product placements in movies too, so you could literally do that. What a wonderful time to be alive. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. First world problems. Yeah. I think that, well, the agency True. ROI revolution, that is your Twitter handle, Timothy. And um, I went to the website. It's very impressive. Everybody go check it out. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping that you have room on your dance card, Tim- Timothy, for some new clients and some folks will reach out to you after they hear the show. For sure, of course. Uh, but at the, main, at, the, at, the, at the end of the day, um, if you're at all intrigued about Amazon advertising, the real easy thing to do is to, uh, is to go to Amazon or barnesandnoble.com or uh, any one of a number of online booksellers or in-person booksellers and, uh, and check out uh, the uh, Entrepreneur Press. They're, they're the publisher, but it's, it's, it's the book, uh, Ultimate Guide to Amazon Advertising. It's uh, hopefully uh, some of our some of our best work and, uh, and whether you hire our company or another company or you do it yourself, I, I, I hope you find it to be a really good uh, manual to help you access more of Amazon's 310 million active customers and help, help you uh, increase the sales of your products. Are you, are you advertising that on Amazon? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Very super informative, Timothy. Thanks for joining us today. And everybody, please subscribe, rate, and review the Manage Smarter podcast. Go to managesmarter.com to submit your guest suggestions. And uh, as always, please share this with a friend, a colleague, and a family member because uh, we want more listeners to the show. Thanks again, Timothy. It's my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. This has been fun. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at salesfuel.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.